This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Well, this is Betting Weekly Extra Time, Serie A edition. You're with Dan Roberk and freelance Italian football journalist Daniele Fittichella. Napoli are moving towards no offers territory for the Scudetto. Inter's players are arguing on the pitch. Milan back domestically and perhaps in the Champions League as well with that midweek win. And there's no point in getting Gotti because he's gone. Daniele, (laughs) never a dull moment in Serie A. No, not at all. Napoli plus 15. uh, That's a record. Nobody had such a healthy lead at this uh, time of the season. Obviously, Napoli preparing for the very important game against Eintracht Frankfurt uh, next Tuesday. Inter, of course, are in action against uh, Porto. We'll see what happens to the four teams uh, in the Europa League and in the Conference League. Uh, And uh, an old... uh, name or new name is back in Serie A as well. Salernitana sacked Nicola, this time for sure because the last time they call him back after three days Paolo Sosa is back. Interesting. We will see how they get on from here to the end of the season, if he lasts that long of course. Yeah. Uh, five picks this week all ten games stream live on the Bet Rivers app so you can watch away over the course of the weekend. We're going to kick off our previews on Friday night. Sassuolo against Napoli. Friday local, 2.45 Eastern. Napoli, the league leaders, 15 clear, as Daniele was saying. I'm sure everybody knows. Minus uh, short price favourites to get the better of uh, Sassuolo here at uh, plus 4.60. Draw is a big price as well. It might not be the most straightforward game for Napoli. Daniele here obviously sandwiched I say sandwich between the the Champions League games ahead of the first leg of that Champions League game against Eintracht Frankfurt and Sassuolo showing a bit of form at the moment. Yes, uh, Napoli should do turnover, but this one, but the latest news is that Spalletti is going to stick to the 11 that beat uh, Cremonese comfortably in the end. Perhaps they're going to do turnover for uh, the next one. Obviously, uh, Napoli have got a big appetite for winning. They are plus 13 points compared to last season. That tells you how good they've been this season. The opposition, perhaps Inter and Milan, haven't reached their level that they expect it to be. So Napoli obviously are going for uh, for the win here again, and um, yeah, without uh, many changes. But you're right, Sassuolo lately have become uh, what they, we expect them to be, perhaps at the beginning of the season. Eight goals scored in the last three against Udinese was an eventful game to two. They could have won it, could have lost it, but you know, eight points in the last seven games for Sassuolo. So things are looking up, and obviously there is a good win against Milan, five-two, uh, a few. Uh, weeks ago. Question mark though for Sassuolo, they might be, uh, probably they're going to be without Berardi who since 
go back has been so important. He picked up an injury at Udine. He's going to be replaced by Bayrami, who they bought from Empoli. Uh, Bayrami seemed to fit into the system of Dionisi, but obviously it is a bit of a loss. Uh, three home clean sheets so far for uh, Sassuolo, uh, one against Milan and one against Atalanta. I don't think they're going to be able to keep a clean sheet here against uh, Napoli, who, by the way, mm, collected five away clean sheets so far this season. We have to say that after the restart, they had easier fixtures than their opponents. They lost to Inter, they beat Juventus, but everything else was against lower mid-table. Now, the games against the big guns in Italy will come after the Champions League. The next one is against Empoli, and then they will start meeting Milan, Lazio, uh, Juventus, Atalanta, Inter. But four out of five of these teams that I mentioned, they will play them at home, and actually they will play Inter with three games to go. They will be it will be already wrapped up. So maybe from now on we could see Napoli changing the formation a little bit. I think they got a very big chance to get at least to the Champions League semi-finals. For this one, though, I think they're gonna be goals, and I think they're gonna be about to score and over 2.5 goals. So a 2-1 win for Napoli, for example, will deliver you plus 112, uh, because despite Napoli winning few away games to nil, uh, they have conceded chances, and I think Sassuolo are going to go for it. They are an attack inside, but I can't trust them really to keep a clean sheet against the leaders. Well, Sassuolo have scored in all bar two at home this season. We like both teams to score, yes, over two and a half goals. It's plus money, plus 112 if you're following Daniele in there. Napoli just to win minus 175. I should have said before, and that in itself could be a fair bet, but I think Daniele's got this one right, looking for goals here. Let's move on to uh, Saturday. This is 3 p.m. local time, 9 a.m. Eastern. It's Sampdoria against Bologna. Samp. Plus 215 Bologna, plus 143 the draw, plus 230 over and under, two and a half goals over, plus 125 under, minus 175. Sampa, eight points from safety, Daniele, but they have drawn their last two games. Is Dejan Stankovic getting a little bit more out of the team recently, do you think? Certainly has instilled more belief and more fight. They were uh, hard to beat against Inter. They soak up a lot of pressure. Inter had 25 shots on goal, a few clear chances. So there was a degree of luck, of course, for Sampdoria. Audero played very well in that game, the goalkeeper. But they were tough and they were uh, able also to pounce on the counter-attack, had a few half chances. Certainly the fighting spirit is there and I like the fact that uh, uh, he's playing with two up front. He's playing with uh, Gabbiadini and of course uh, we're supported by another striker and obviously the addition of wings in midfield gives a little bit more of control of the ball. It is a long way ahead because uh, the likes of Verona, for example, are racking up the points. Okay, Spezia and Salernitana are a little bit on turmoil, but this is a team that has never won a home game yet, has not scored in the last seven home games, so obviously the best they can get is a draw, and they are bottom in the home table. That's where they should be better, and also their away wins have been a little bit fortuitous, if you like. So they need to turn the corner. Of course, there is a bit more of a fighting spirit in them. But if they don't start winning games like this one against Bologna, really, I think uh, there is no way back for uh, for somebody. Uh, Bologna, who were beaten by Monza uh, last time out, they've only been ahead uh, once in 10 games away from home at halftime. And this is where the bet comes in, Daniele. Sampdoria is an handicap zero in the half, first half, plus 184. If it's a draw on Maras, you get your money back. If Sampdoria scores first, can hang on to the lead, you win plus 
104, so you basically double your bet uh, because Bologna, despite the, the, the defeat against Monza, which could have been predictable, they still had a very uh, good spell of the season since uh, Thiago Motta uh, was in charge. You know, since the restart uh, after the World Cup, they had more point. They have more points on the table than Lazio and Milan. They're gonna be without Arnaudovic, who suspended, pick up a yellow as soon as they come come in against Monza without Zirzi. So I'm expecting Barro uh, to start supported by Orsolini. I think against Monza, in the end, they could have snatched a draw. It is a good season for Bologna, uh, but they are the masters of mid-table. I mean, they've always been mid-table recently. Um, you know, was their objective finish eight, finish nine? They're only one point less compared to last season. Uh, they got the second worst defense away, 22 goals conceded, no clean sheets, despite winning the last two at uh, Firenze, uh, for sure, was the last game. I don't think maybe, you know, I think Sampdoria's got more at stake at this one. Let's put, let's put it that way. Uh, and I think they should they should be starting the game much quicker, much better. And hopefully with a goal in the first half, they could hang on to it. Sampdoria at zero in the first half, uh, Asian Handicap zero in the first half, plus one of four. Plus one on four is the price. Sampdoria, Asian Handicap zero in the first 45 minutes. That's the selection for the Samp Bologna game, which is uh, 3 p.m., uh, Saturday local, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Monza Milan, Saturday early evening in Italy at 6 o'clock, 12 uh, Eastern. Uh, Monza plus 280 Milan, plus 106, which might make an appeal here for, or might make appeal for some betters. Draw plus 245 over and under. It's 305 here, minus 105, minus uh, 130 over and under. Um, uh, Milan probably should have scored more against Spurs in midweek in the Champions League, Daniele. And good value for the win at Torino as well. They've only scored two last two games, but but maybe their play has been better than that. I think they go back to the basics, which was to be solid, be hard to beat, do the hard work in midfield, uh, match up the Spurs uh, lineup with a 3-4-1-2. And it worked. They managed to shut uh, Spurs down. They only had one shot on goal in the first 80 minutes with uh, Brian Diaz. But I don't remember any save from uh, Tataruzanu. So job done by Pioli, who managed to switch the system in such a short matter of time. He didn't work in the derby against Inter. He worked now against Spurs. Thanks also to the introduction of uh, Malik Chao in defense, you know, 21-year-old. They got him from Schalke. We barely saw him uh, this season. He gives them something different in the back three. More physicality, uh, more pace, he's good in the air, he's good on the ball. So he kind of switches a little bit of balance and helps also Teo Hernandez go marauding a little bit forward, which happened in, in, in the goal of uh, Brian Diaz. But my question with Milan is now, in, since a couple of games, they obviously played, they try to go man to man and mirror the opposition uh, tactics. They're going to play Monza, so they should revert now to a 3 5 2 which when they have to attack in Serie A, when they are expected to win, can it work? Might be a bit too defensive, uh, really. And maybe they can hand themselves into the possession and do the good techniques of, of Monza. So I'm a little bit uh, conscious about this. But yes, surely they believe uh, they believe is there. It was a good night. But let's not forget this. Champions League games, they take a lot mentally, physically, in terms of energies. So, you know, it would be it would be tricky to to go to Mons and to get a result. Only one away win in the last six, by the way, for Milan, who still are below par uh, compared to the heights of last season when they won the Scudetto. 
Monza are in fair form, though, aren't they, Daniel? At the moment, I'm beating him for. They've scored in their last nine goals as well. After that awful start to the season, they've been a sort of solid mid-table team, haven't they? Totally. And the last three home games have, gone, have been both to score for Monza, by the way. So that's my pick, both to score, minus 124. They are the only unbeaten team in the new year in uh, Serie A. Uh, they will be fifth in the table after the, the restart, after the World Cup. They have bags of talent and bags of experience. The likes of uh, Caprari, Petagna, Rovella, Itzo, uh, Cragno as a goalkeeper. They only needed the right person, the right man to put them together. And it was Palladino, a manager that never managed in senior football, but was trusted by Berlusconi and Galliani. And he delivered. So I'm expecting Monza to finish on a high. They always scored against top teams. Scored against Juve. Well, they beat Juve. They scored against Milan in the reverse fix. It was 4-1. But Monza had very good chances back there. I remember they scored against Inter with that 2-2 draw. So I can trust them to score. Sometimes they leave, they leave themselves a little bit exposed. After all, you know, this is a good game. This is obviously the Silvio Berlusconi and Galliani derby. It was obviously for the history of Milan. They said they want to win the Scudetto soon, but, you know, I think a top 10 finish for Monza is looming for this season. They should be happy with that first ever time there in Serie A, by the way. Yeah, both teams to score. Minus 124 is a tip from Daniele. I should quantify the over and under is two and a half, not three and a half. Minus 105 over two and a half, minus 130 under two and a half. And also, yeah, their last defeat was in the uh, Copper. Their last league defeat, as Daniele points out, was way back in November. So unbeaten so far in 2023 in the league. So both teams to score, yes. Minus 124 for Monza, Milan on Saturday, early evening, local 12 Eastern. Uh, 12.30 kickoff. Um, lunchtime Sunday is Atlanta against Lecce. That means it's a very early start for US uh, betters, 6.30 a.m. Eastern time. Atalanta minus 190. Lecce plus 600. Big price here, Lecce. Draw plus 320. I'm only suggesting it's a big price because Atalanta are just proving very difficult to predict at the moment. They won at Lazio last week after uh, losses to Inter in the Coppa and Sassuolo in Serie A. Difficult team to catch right maybe at the moment, Atalanta, Daniele. They are. They're a bit inconsistent, but I think against Lazio, they were back at the best. The first 25 minutes of the Lazio-Atalanta I don't think you will find better 25 minutes of football in the entire Serie A season. It was end-to-end, spectacular goals, saves. There was a lot in there. Credit to Atalanta for pressing high, taking the games into Lazio and showing a lot of energy, uh, led by two youngsters. We know about Lukman, you know, second top scorers in Serie A, but the real revelation this season is Hoylund. Uh, it reminds me of Haaland, uh, not just because of, of the surname, which is similar, and he's Danish, by the way, but also because of the physicality, the way he runs the power. Gasperini says Hoylund runs the 100 meter in 11 seconds, where certainly he did prove how fast is against Lazio with a very good almost coast-to-coast they almost scored. Look, Atalanta, we know they are a scoring side. Uh, we know they they do leave gaps at the back sometimes, but they are exciting to watch. They are second in the uh, classification after the restart, after the World Cup. Only four points behind Napoli. They got the best attack in the last seven, 19 scored. Of course, they scored eight against Salernitana, so obviously that helps their uh, statistics. For this one, I think uh, they will be kind of forced to playing an attacking lineup because of the absentees. They are without Atebur. His, uh, his, his season is done, one of the wing-backs. They are without Scalvini, but most importantly, they are without Deron. Martin Deron sits in midfield. He's the stabla- stabilizers. 
if they don't have him, so they will play with Coop Miners and Ederson in the middle, which are which they tend to go forward quite a lot, and Boga behind the striker. So all of a sudden you're looking at four or five very attacking players plus the wing backs. They always push forward. So I think Atalanta are gonna attack. They might leave uh, some gaps there. And we know Lecce, it is a side that is not shy of scoring against top teams. They beat Atalanta 2-1 not long ago. They scored against Lazio, scored against Milan, scored against uh, Inter. You know, I feel I repeat myself every every week when I talk about Lecce. But it is true. I mean, they are newly promoted. They score. Something that Cremonese, for example, cannot do. They only lost one of the last five away games, uh, Lecce. The last six away games have been all under for Lecce, which means, you know, they are balanced. They don't get trashed even when they lose and they can sneak the odd goal. And I think in a in a game with potential is going to be high scoring or at least an over 2.5. I think Lecce can score a goal. They're also very good from set pieces. Both to score here. Straight. Plus 100. So it doubles your, it doubles your stake if both Atalanta and Lecce are on the score sheet. Uh, we had this bet last week, of course, with Lecce against Roma that copped at plus 114. Similar sort of price this weekend at plus 100, both teams to score. Yes, Hoyland, incidentally, if you think he's going to score first, plus 480 to score at any time, plus 190. Young Dane, as Daniele points out, that's making a mark in Serie A this season. Lookman, slightly bigger odds, plus 200 to score at any time, plus 510 to score the first goal. But the tip for Atalanta Lecce is both teams to score, yes, at plus 100. You will double your money. Uh, final game we're going to take a look at is Spezia against Juventus. Spezia plus 480. Juventus minus 159. Do we know the new Spezia coach yet? Uh, Luca Gotti was acting, I think, just yesterday after throwing away that two-goal lead, or at least Spezia did against Empoli last week. Uh, Danny, what's the, what's the uh, situation at Spezia? Two are the names in the ballot at the moment. Either Leonardo Semplici, who used to manage Spal and got them promoted to Serie A a few years ago, or uh, Beppe Iacchini, who's uh, had manager of Spills at Fiorentina, and uh, Sassuolo. Uh, different styles, I would say. Iacchini is more a defensive coach. Uh, Semplici, let's say, is a bit more modern, if you like. Very unfair on Gotti. He's the second time he gets sacked after last season against Udinese. I don't think he could have done more than what he actually did. I know they got less points in the table compared to last season. Spezia, minus three, only one win in the last seven. But he's been without Zola for the last five or six games. And he's the main goal scorer. And, you know, uh, I think they've been decent at home so far this season. Yes, of course, they squandered a 2 nil lead against Empoli. And they also they were playing against the 10-men for a large spell. But I don't think Spezia considering also they've sold Kivior to Arsenal in January and they haven't brought any replacement. I don't think it's uh, really they could have done much more. But, you know, uh, for this one, it's going to be the caretaker manager, Fabrizio Lorieri, uh, sitting on the bench. It's a tough one, of course. They lost the last two uh, at home, two defeats to nil to Roma and Napoli. It is a side that really cannot soak up the pressures. They tend to give out stupid goals and stupid, make stupid mistakes. It happened time again. That's maybe what coasted uh, Gotti. No wins at home, by the way, for Spezia uh, since September. Of course, they are two points more. They got two points more than Verona. Verona recovered six points on them since the restart. So they need to obviously be uh, careful. This is, a, this is a tough one, despite Juventus playing uh, against Nantes uh, today, the day we're recording the first leg of the, of the Europa League. 
Uh, you favour workman like against Fiorentina, a game that uh, commentated on as we we uh, mentioned off air. <laughs> they never really got going, but I guess that's sort of what Juve were like when we were racking up all those wins, an awful lot of one nil wins. This was another one of the six of the season. Um, they did have chances to score more. Uh, Vlavic was um, offside for for a goal that you know would have stood ten years ago, but didn't stand out. I mean, I, it's strange because I mean they were sort of professional, they were good, but they they never really set the game alight. They were they were never good to watch, I guess, in that sense. Daniele Juventus, they never been. been this, yeah, no, but this they is, never yeah. been. <laughs> <laughs> this is the story of them. But they never been probably since Maurizio Sarri, or maybe a few games under Pirlo. But as the Juventus of Allegri. He tried to play with the front three for the first time this season with Di Maria, Vlaovic and Chiesa, which was always the idea in the summer for Juventus. But you're right, they never get going. I think the first 25 minutes they were decent from Juventus. But once they got the lead deserved with Rabiot, yeah, they reverted to the old back Juventus. And, you know, if it wasn't for the goal disallowed at the end uh, for Castovelli, which, by the way, I think should have been disallowed because it was a clear final attack, we would have talked about another two points dropped for Juve. The story is that they keep another clean sheet. They got three more points compared to last season. You know, I mean, that's that's very strange. Obviously, without the minus 15, obviously. But, you know, have they actually improved? Are they better? I don't think so. I think just the results have gone uh, the way. Look, uh, they got. Uh, we talked about the, the importance of the Europa League for them. It's the way they can play in Europe next season and might be able to play Champions League, depending what happens with the other points uh, deducted. They've been solid away. They've been uh, they've been uh, a good bet. You know, last five away games against middle or lower table teams, they always been wins to nil. And the last one that comes to mind is the three nil at Salernitana, where it could have been five nil. For this reason, the angle for the pick here is Asian handicap minus one, which is plus one oh seven. Just to unpick it for you, if Juventus wins two nil, three one, you win. If they win with one with one goal margin, you do not lose. You get your money back. If it's obviously a draw or a Spezia win, you lose. But I think uh, Juventus are going to win it. They might scrape it. It might be it might be a win to nil. And uh, yeah, uh, but obviously check the lineup, see how the game against Nantes goes as well, because that could play into the minds of the Juventus manager and the Juventus players. Uh, so that's Juventus on the Asian handicap, giving a goal away, plus 107. Spezia without a manager at the moment. We'll see how that develops. Likewise, uh, Juventus against Nantes in the Europa League. It's going to be a big night for them uh, both this week and next week in that playoff. By the way, that game against Nantes is the first Europa League games for Juve after 84 consecutive Champions League games. So oh. it's, a, it's a new territory. And the last Europa League games was the semi-final against Benfica in 2014 when they lost the penalties. Antonio Conte was still the manager. So it's, a, it's definitely a new feeling for the Juve fans going back to the European second competition. You see, we, we've talked, Daniele, about Juventus and the fact that, and we're looking from a betting point of view, we think they're going to put a lot more emphasis on the Europa League this season. But from a club point of view and from a supporter's point of view, they're going to be thinking we really should be in the Champions League here. They've got to get their mentality right, haven't they, to play in this competition because, and you'll tell me about this, I always sense with Italian clubs in the Europa League over the years, and I know that Roma won the Conference League last year, but it's as if they don't really take it seriously unless they really sort of stumble through and in the quarterfinals or semifinals even. They can really take the foot off the gas in Europe's secondary and now third competitions. 
Yeah, they do. I mean, there is a tendency of playing second strings uh, uh, players. I mean, look at what happened at Lazio. They crashed out of the, 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 the Europa League and went into the, in, into the Conference League. I think it's because the battle for the fourth, for the fourth place, it's so grueling. And normally those teams are always in the competition for the sole place. And this is not what modern football and modern competition have done to, 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 to you and, and to clubs. But for Juve, they need to channel the sense of anger, the sense of being the victim of an injustice. Obviously, we're talking about the 15 points of action and prove themselves, prove everyone that they're not only worthy of a trophy, but they can play in the Champions League next season. But, you know, it takes a lot of motivation, really, for a Juventus fan and for a Juventus player to to give your best against these sort of teams, against the Nantes, and then let's see if they if they. If, if they progress, who they get into into the next uh, round? But you know the names in 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 the Conference League or the Europa League, obviously, they're not uh, what Juventus are used. To. It's interesting because I think it affects Italian teams. I think it affects other clubs as well. But we will see how Juventus get on uh, against us. Not having a, a pretty poor season uh, yes. themselves. Let's recap the. Selection. So in that Juventus game against Spezia away from home, and it's Monday, incidentally, 6 p.m. Uh, local, 12 p.m. Eastern. We like Juventus on the Asian handicap, minus one, plus 107. Atalanta Lecce, which is on the Sunday. We like both teams to score, plus 100. Both teams to score as well in Monza, Milan. Um, Samp against Bologna. Samp Asian handicap, first half only. Zero is the mark for the Asian handicap, plus 104. And Daniele, just remind us, Sassuolo Napoli, the league leaders here, the champions elect, if we can call them them. They're playing Friday night, which gives them a little bit more uh, space to prepare for the Champions League game as well against Eintracht Frankfurt. What do we like, Sassuolo Napoli? Both to score and over 2.5 goals. So a high scoring game with both teams on the score sheet, plus Andrenant. And finally, quick look on the handicappers' league table. A quick check on the handicappers' league table. The French boys league ended really well last week. Wow. They are flying plus I think 19, seven out of seven. Eighty-three. I mean, seven yeah, don't, seven. yeah, they did. I mean, they were brilliant. It's James and Steve who do it. They are absolutely fantastic. We had a tiny loss, and we mentioned the yeah. Vlaovic um, offside goal. I mean, that was so close, Danielli, wasn't it? <laughs> they got the lines out. I think it was his forehead that was offside. It was ridiculous. Well, you know, better that than forgetting to plot a, a the line for, for, for the brand. <laughs> yeah. That's the other side of the spectrum. Uh, Daniele, enjoyed your company as per usual. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time Serie A edition. We're going to be back ahead of week 24 and make sure you're across all of the Bet Rivers podcast at Because We Win. Bye for now. See you later. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network. 